Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Live on SEN Track. Giddy Up's Country Racing Hour. Uh, welcome to a special edition of Giddy Up. It's a Boxing Day special. Giddy up, not with Gareth Hall. Gareth is uh, remaining on a well-earned break. He's the hardest working man or woman at SEN Track. So Josh Jenkins is in the chair. I'm looking forward to uh, filling in for Gareth on Giddy Up all week long. It's Boxing Day. It's a big day of racing, that is for sure and for certain. So yesterday was all about the kids, and the kids have had their presents delivered by St. Nick. But today, the presents for us, the punters, the racing lovers. It's our turn to open our presents because it's a massive day of racing across the country. Across two countries, in fact, there's big time racing in New Zealand and we'll have it all covered here on the show. It's uh, We've got Metropolitan Racing at Caulfield. We've got racing at Ramwick and we've got racing at Morfittville. And then we can go far and wide, Newcastle. We can go to the sunny coast, Pinjara, out west, racing gets underway around 4 p.m. Eastern. We've got the Nil Cup in uh, regional Victoria. Looking forward to that race as well. Ballina plays host to the Christmas Cup. Albany Esperance is racing absolutely everywhere, as I said, as well as three meetings over there in New Zealand. But we need to get the latest and the greatest news and info from our track managers, Tim Bailey, is in charge at Caulfield. He's been good enough to jump on the line and give us a couple of minutes of his time. Tim, uh, happy Christmas and uh, hopefully Boxing Day Racing greets you well. Yeah, good morning, Josh. Yeah, happy Christmas to you too. And yeah, it's uh, yeah, nice, pleasant day at the moment. It's certainly forecast to change a bit this afternoon. I hope hopefully that forecast is wrong. But uh, as I'm standing here at the moment at Caulfield, the sun's out and uh, quite, quite actually quite muggy here. Has it been a bit tricky? It's been uh, certainly some parts of the, the, the country. In fact, the eastern uh, side of the country, it's been uh, stormy and rainy and, and quite windy and humid. As you said, how have you found uh, conditions at Caulfield leading into this morning? Well, we basically, we had a plan in place to irrigate if the rain didn't fall. We Last time we irrigated, the track was on Friday. Uh, we were basically in the good three range on Sunday. And then we got nine millimetres of rain Sunday night, and 16 millimetres yesterday. So... 
Um, that did us all the favours. But if the rain didn't arrive, we would have irrigated yesterday afternoon and again, if needed be, this morning. So we had sort of plan B in place. But the rain's done its job. Probably, ideally, you know, being picky, it would have been nice to have five or ten millimetres less, less than we got. But um, anyway, it, it certainly made my Christmas Day more relaxing watching it rain. <laughs> How do you expect, uh, where do you expect the track to, to, to race throughout the afternoon? Look, it's a, it's a really hard one to judge. If if we get no rain, it'll be in that five, you know, could even get towards a four range with no rain. But, you know, as you consistently see, you know, when you get rain on race day and they've opened up the track, tr- tracks deteriorate very quickly. So I'd suggest to the punters out there, just uh, just monitor the rainfall, or, you know, expected rainfall during the day. If it, if it doesn't rain... Um, I think it'll race really well. Uh, the inside may chop out a little bit, given there's obviously moisture in the top of the track. So, you know, with no rain, maybe mid-program they're getting off the fence. Uh, and if it does rain, uh, I think they'll definitely be getting off the fence straight away. And uh, before we let you go, you mentioned uh, you didn't have to do too much irrigating. Hopefully you've uh, spent that time doing the form. Have you got a uh, winner for us? Big... Uh, Big, I suppose, speaking obviously, but big Kieran Ma fan, especially with stayers. And his, his record of producing stayers first up over that 16, 17, 1800 metre distance is incredible. And Mankayan, and if, if it does rain, it will uh, enhance its chances. So I like uh, Mankayan first up for the Ma team. Beautiful. $14, uh, a big price. Tim, thanks for your time. Hopefully the rain... Uh, stays away and uh, and you can enjoy your day at Caulfield. But we appreciate your time on this Boxing Day morning. Thanks, Josh. There's Tim Bailey, the track manager at Caulfield. And as you heard from him, there's been plenty of rain in the area, but they were planning to irrigate anyway. So uh, about the same uh, about the same amount of rain as there has been uh, if they had have irrigated. But uh, if it does rain throughout the day, then... Uh, clearly the uh, the track conditions will change significantly. He said, with no rain, uh, expect to race somewhere in that soft five range, maybe even uh, get close to a good four. So hopefully uh, the weather gods are smiling on us at Caulfield. Uh, let's get to a quick break. On the other side, we'll speak to Matthew Cork from Randwick, get the lowdown on what's happening up there in Sydney before we get stuck into our absolute uh, A team. Our gun tipsters, Mick Gannon, uh, will join us. He'll go through his tips from Melbourne and Sydney. We'll also do a deep dive in the second hour. Of course, the bag of tips stays here on Getty Up. Mitch Lewis will join us. Butch Castles, as I said, there's a big uh, New Zealand meeting. There's a few big New Zealand meetings, some really, really good Group 1 horses going around as well. And then we'll start to look and steer around the country to find a few winners. Chris Nelson will join us from Racing Queensland, as always. But let's get a quick break out of the road before we head up north and speak to Matthew Cook. This is Josh Jenkins here on Getty Up. Welcome back to Getty Up, uh, 14 minutes past nine on Boxing Day morning. As always, you can get involved uh, on the text line as well. Uh, make sure you send us a text, send us a tip, send us a winner, 0499 736 736. Time to head north to Sydney where uh, Matthew Cork is in charge at Royal Randwick t- 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 today, I should say. Uh, Matthew, good morning. Good morning. Uh, how does uh, How has the weather greeted us on this Boxing Day morning. It's been uh, a little up and down all over the East Coast. So uh, how have you woken up to things at Randwick today? Yeah, well, thankfully today uh, it's not raining here, so that's a positive. 
but we have had a fair bit of rain over the last couple of days. 94 millimetres fell, uh, what was it, Sunday from about midday to about midnight. So fair amount of rain. Um, with that rain, we've, we've put out a soft seven this morning, which is, which is pleasing. That is pleasing. Do you expect, or is there any chance of 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 the uh, of the track improving as the day goes along? I see that um, there's some chance of uh, some storms and and some more rain today, but it's expected to be quite warm. So, what are you expecting across the across the day? Well, mate, with that amount of rain, I, I'm not sort of expecting an upgrade, but you, you never know. The track is draining quite well this time of year, um, so. Yeah, soft seven. There's a chance of a storm, like you said, but hopefully that comes after the last. So it's quite humid here at the moment, so it does feel very stormy. But, um, yeah, at the moment, happy to kick off on a soft seven and see what the day brings. Beautiful, Matt. Uh, all the best with with, uh, with today's racing. Hopefully, as you said, that storm activity either stays away or, or completely goes away and uh, we can get through uh, all the races at Ranwick in good fashion. Matt, thanks for your time. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Beautiful. There's Matthew Cork from Ranwick. And uh, so there's your track info for Caulfield and Ranwick, as you just heard from Matty Cork. Uh, almost 100 mils of rain on Sunday between mid night and midday that is an incredible amount of rain so a soft seven most likely throughout the day there in Sydney we uh, pray those storms stay away and in Melbourne uh, the rain has almost done the job of the irrigators and uh, if it does rain throughout the day then clearly we'll expect to see that track start to chop out and maybe see a downgrade Uh, time to get stuck into our uh, our leading form analyst and off the top Mickey Gannon's been on absolute fire across this show here on Giddy Up, but also in the afternoons on SEN Track, he's been good enough to jump on the line. Double pay of a Boxing Day. So, uh, Mighty Mick G, uh, good morning to you. Uh, happy Christmas. Hope it all went well, but hopefully you've come locked and loaded with a few winners. Morning, JJ. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to the listeners. Yeah, sure. Have a great day yesterday, but uh, as you mentioned off the top, mate, this is our Christmas now. Time for the kids to go play with their presents and their, you know, Leave us alone for a couple of hours while we can back a few winners. Yeah, well, uh, hopefully my kids have an extra long snooze this afternoon so I can <laughs> sit down and consume the races. Let's start at Caulfield uh, in the Christmas Stakes. It's a 1,100-metre contest. A fascinating uh, race here for the sprinters, Mickey, because we've got some really converging form lines. Rose Quartz has come up favourite at $4, but you've got Naheem Sahail, who... He's uh, a very, very tough animal at 650. Midwest, the speed demon at $8. Generation, who who seemingly always has late support, late market support at $8. Sweet Ride at 950. And then I'd say the most fascinating two runners uh, across the country. The Astrologist, fresh up from that international campaign at 10. And Yontz, who's only been beaten once at $12. Fascinating race. There's an abundance of speed. It's going to be really interesting to see how um, the track plays. I think up and in with the southeasterly on a dry deck is going to be okay. By this time of the day, what's that rain going to do? I'm just looking at the radar now. Most of it looks like it's uh, sort of heading, uh, well, southwest. And there's a fair bit out, you know, you'd know this better than me, but out Marimbula Way, which is, you know, southern New South Wales there. If, if that kicks across and it hits Caulfield, well, anything could happen. Anything could happen here, Joshy. But look, 
at the moment, I'm happy to play horses up and in. Um, I think I think Sherpa is a horse that just maps a treat and probably getting around seven dollars fifty. It's probably under the radar a little bit. Uh, did you have an opinion on the race at all, mate? Not particularly. I'm, I'm, this is the race I'm most fascinated to watch today. I, I just want to see how. Uh, I just want to see how the astrologist comes back. He's a seven-year-old these days. We're going to speak to Nick Bennett from Bennett Racing shortly. So, you know, he's been such an amazing horse for them. He, he just keeps on fronting up. But as I said, he's a, he's a seven-year-old. He's got a good record on, on, on soft decks. Uh, 1,100 might be a little bit sharp for him. But I'll tell you what, he's an interesting runner. And then, as I mentioned, this uh, this Yonce, or Yonce is some... Uh, call this mare, only beaten once in her career at Group 1 level. So those two runners, uh, I don't know whether I'll be backing them, Mickey G, but I'm certainly keen to see how they go. Yeah, it's a fascinating race. It's not a race that I'm overly keen to play at all, just because there's so many variables there. But uh, as you said, it's a race that we all want to see because there could be some uh, some horses to follow, especially Yonsu Yonsei has a phenomenal record. And if a galloper like, if a galloper like her um, parades an absolute treat and you're getting the right setup, then... You know, all of a sudden, that thirteen dollars with uh, Bet three six five becomes a becomes a uh, a good each way play. But look, just wait and watch for race seven, Joshy. Yeah, I think it's a good call. What about the race previous? The the Lord Stakes, the listed Magic Millions Lord Stakes, Zenzella, who was off the scene for a long, long time. Now, uh, full declaration here. I was on at the big odds when she resumed, and another another stride and. Uh, this uh, daughter of Snitzel gets the job done at 30, 35 to 1. So uh, disappointing there. She comes up 290 here, so no one missed the, the performance. Keats is $3.60. You know exactly what you get from Keats, who is a last start cup winner. Junipal has promised and has been really firm in the market at its most uh, recent two runs, but hasn't quite been able to get the job done, 370. And then a little bit of Adelaide form mixed in there with En Francais at 750. And Timmy Bailey, the track manager at Caulfield, was tipping Mankane at a big price. Yeah, I tell you what, it's an interesting race, isn't it? So Mankane first up gets uh, Dylan Brown uh, McMonagall, who's just one of the uh, classy riders we've seen come out from the UK. But I'm happy to risk it. I think this is a racing too. I think the speed map is, tells a story here. Keats with Linda Meacher board is going to roll forward and give a massive, massive sight. I think the advantage with a horse like Keats is it doesn't matter what whether the rain comes or not. Uh, so I think you could back Keats with confidence here. Uh, on Francais, a horse that uh, you mentioned him before, going to roll forward. It's going to be hard to beat. I'm not sure if it's up to the same classes as a Keats at the moment, but uh, we'll be there or thereabouts. I'm happy to risk Senzella here, um, JJ. I just think uh, second up off a 245-day break is is a, not a profile I like, and I think those two horses out in front will um, dominate Keats on top on Francais to save I like it, Keats, to get the job done with on Francais as the saver says. Uh, Mick Gannon, before we head up to Sydney, uh, are there any other races in Melbourne that you're really keen to, to step into? Uh, it's probably uh, watch and see early days with, with the weather and the track, but uh, was there one or two others at Caulfield you were keen on? Yeah, I thought uh, Explosive Thinker was one of the better bets of the day. It's been absolutely off the map now. I think you're getting around $4 earlier in the week. There's been some scratchings, of course. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, Explosive Thinker, race three, number four, I was very keen on, on it. And uh, race five, number 13, uh, Mrs. Chrissy, uh, Carleen Heffel aboard. Those, both those horses that I speak of, uh, Explosive Thinker and Mrs. Chrissy, they both map uh, positive. They're going to be on speed, and I think it's going to be very suitable early in the day. So you can back both of those with a bit of confidence, JJ. 
Beautiful. I like that. Uh, explosive thinker, race three, number four, and race five, number 13, Mrs. Chrissy. Uh, the two better bets at Caulfield for Mick Gannon. We'll head up to Sydney, uh, your part of the world, where you certainly uh, dominate each and every weekend. Uh, we've got the Summer Cup. It's probably the, the highlight uh, of the uh, of the card. So we'll have a quick look there before we go to your best bets on that card. Lions Raw's come up uh, favourite at 280. Baby Riders had some support for Bjorn Baker and Rachel King for OTI at 480. Huerta's a pretty consistent galloper. We know uh, that his best is very good at 550. Stockman, the evergreen veteran horse at $8.50. And then you're out to Launces and Warning at 11 and 12, respectively. So um, we're racing on a soft seven. Warning can come into things at a big price. But uh, what did you make of the Summer Cup, Mickey? Yeah, it's intriguing, isn't it? So I think the way we're going to see Ramwick play in the rail in the true position on a soft truck, you want to be down the, down the outside and charging late. So lanes sort of 4 to 10 are going to be ideal. In regards to the Summer Cup, there's not a whole lot of speed here, and I suggest that's why uh, there's been a bit of support for Baby Raider. I, I think this is a galloper with lightweight, 53 kilos, Rachel King, who rates into perfection, um, that can just go out, go out and sort of run its own race. So I think we'll see. Uh, I think we'll see Baby Raider jump out of the ground. I'm happy to be with it at the uh, the current quote. You're getting around five dollars fifty. I think that's that's good enough to be competitive here. Stockman obviously gets conditions to suit, but. I, you know, it's just hard, JJ. Some of these horses just take it in turns, and I'm looking for more mm. of a, a lightly raced galloper that can can jump out of the ground as opposed to these ones that have been going around week on week or month on month and and just sort of, you know, take it in turns, as we say. So if I was having to have a, a play in that race, it'd be responsibly. Uh, it'd be a, a, a half a unit on Baby Raider. Beautiful. Yeah, it looks one of those types of races where uh, where it's uh, it's uh, tread warily, that's for sure. Uh, seven other races on the card. It's not a 10-race card, which is probably good news for uh, form analysts like yourself. Uh, where where did you want to start? Where are the uh, other best bets that we can get involved with at Randwick today? Yeah, it's a nice relief only, only having the, uh, the, the eight-race card, JJ. But I think we're going to kick off here race three. Horse by the name of Not So Common. It was really good on debut up at uh, up at Iffy, up at Ipswich, uh, on a heavy tent. So we know that it's going to handle a rain-affected track. Obviously, a soft seven is far more suitable now. Had a bit of break, had a bit of a break, sort of pulled up with a short stride after that run. But uh, in the right stable here, uh, Waterhouse and Bot, we know how well they're going. This is definitely the best wet tracker in the race. It's going to roll forward. I can't believe they're betting $6. I had this horse marked close to $3.50. I think race three, number five, not so common. It's a great way to kick off the day, mate. Then we're going to go to the next race. Hopefully, we can make it back-to-back winners. So the same stable, uh, Gay Waterhouse, Adrian Bott, a horse by the name of Celestial Spirit. Another horse here, I think, is getting a big price once again. Um, you know, it has some big wet track figures. First up screen, get me uh, get me up in trip, and uh, I thought she'd improve significantly off that. Hippo goes on board. Doesn't have to lead. Probably sits in the 1-1, and at the big price, had a mark five. Uh, $9 looks, looks a really good play. Beautiful. Yeah, that's a nice uh, nice couple of each-way plays for us there in races three and four. So race three, number five, not so common. And race four, number two, Celestial uh, Spirit. Anything for us throughout the quaddy legs? Yeah, the best of the day comes race eight, number 17, Spring Lee. So if you are playing quaddies, I think you can just anchor the quaddie with this galloper. Look, I'm not crash hot on the price now. It's probably a little bit silly, but she's a she's a quality galloper, far better than I think any of these that are lining up in this sort of benchmark 64. The majority of these have, uh, have sort of reached their top. Uh, there's a couple there, you know, Tannenberg's got a bit of upside, but 
I'd suggest Springley uh, will get the job done here, JJ. But what I, I think you're probably going to get something close to $2.70, $2.80 at some stage during the day. So just be patient there. Get your powder dry. But Springley, definitely the best. And uh, there's one out wide, JJ. Ballina. Yes. Four, number nine. Yes. Sir, round off. I think we we'll get the job done as well. So you're getting a decent price here. And uh, one of those days, everyone wants to win a race on Boxing Day. So if you do the form and you, and you sort of settle in and knuckle down, you better find a few winners out there, some well-placed horses across the country. I like it, Mickey. Just uh, give us those numbers at Ballina again. You, it was a, we got excited yep. when you said it out wider, and then I missed the numbers. <laughs> so just uh, give us those again. Ballina race four, number nine, Sir Randolph. There we go. Ballina race four, number nine, Sir Randolph. Uh, for Annabelle Nation, we like that, Mickey. Uh, how are you spending your, your boxing day? A little bit of cricket, a little bit of US sports, and plenty of racing. Will you be, will you be left alone to, to consume all of those? Spot on, no. I've got some friends coming over, but the TV's on outside, warmed up, ready to go, and uh, they know what I'm like. So, you know, if I just want five minutes to watch the race, you can either get involved or you can uh, or you can just you know, keep it to yourself for five minutes. <laughs> just jog on. Uh, any backyard cricket? Just jog on. No, nah, nothing today. Um, knees put up a bit sore, a bit ginger after yesterday, so I might just, uh, I might just <laughs> hit the sheds and, uh, and leave it to everyone else. How about you, mate? Did you follow well, any, uh, any, any chin music to the kids yesterday? Nah, well I've nah, well we've had the the new scooters arrived, the new the new push bikes arrived, and the uh, and the the electric uh, Range Rovers arrived for my three. So I think we'll have to the kids are the kids are listening to Getty Up just because uh, they're waiting for the clock to hit eleven a.m. So they can uh, we can get outside and give them a whirl, get some uh, get some dirt on those new uh, those new devices. So yeah, I'm uh, I'll be out. And about with the uh, with the bike and the scooter with the girls, and hopefully wear them out enough, Mickey, to to be able to to get back and watch a few races uh, later in the later in the afternoon. Sounds like a plan, mate. You keep doing it. You keep dominating. You're doing an outstanding job this morning, and uh, look, I'll look forward to speaking to you during the week. Nah, I love it, Mickey. Only as good as your form, analysts, and you're one of the best in the business. Good luck this afternoon, and thanks for uh, joining us here on Giddy Up on Boxing Day. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Beautiful. There's Mick Gannon just uh, recapping some of his best bets. They'll all be up on the sen.com.au platforms. Uh, he's keen, uh, keenest uh, in Melbourne at Caulfield. Race three, number four, Explosive Thinker. Race five, number 13, Mrs. Chrissy. And then in Sydney, race three, number five, Not So Common. Race four, number two, Celestial Spirit. And then the best of the day, Goes around in race number eight, horse 17, Spring Lee. And then a little out wider, might be a little multi-anchor for us at Ballina. Race four, number nine, Sir Randolph. They're the plays for Mick Gannon on this Boxing Day. It's 9.30 and time for the news. Welcome back to Getty Up. We're uh, just after 9.30 here on Boxing Day morning. We've heard from Mick Gannon with his best bets at Melbourne and Sydney, Ramwick and Caulfield more specifically, and then uh, a little out wider at, uh, at Ballina. Now, people who, who do listen know that I love the uh, US sports. It's not entirely all about the racing today. It is a big racing day, but there's plenty of action happening on Christmas Day over in the States. Uh, the Vegas Raiders beat Kansas City 20-14. to 14. What a stunner that was. 
Maybe Taylor Swift is a distraction for the uh, Chiefs. And the Giants and Eagles are playing at the moment. There would be 25, 30 million people watching this game in the States. The Eagles are up 17-3. to uh, NBA action NBA action in the States has been happening for a long time. The reigning champs, Denver, beat Golden State. Uh, the Knicks beat the Bucks on Christmas Day at the Garden. And the Lakers and the Celtics are playing now. The uh, Celtics have jumped out to a 32-18 to lead late in the first term. But let's get back to racing. And a man who must be uh, incredibly excited today because uh, his uh, stable star is back. His name is Nathan Bennett. And he's been good enough to join us from Bennett Racing uh, on this Boxing Day morning. Nathan, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, mate. How are you going? Yeah, going well, going well. Uh, you must be uh, nice and nervous, anxious, excited to have the big boy back, Astro. He's been all around the uh, all around the globe, but he's back in Melbourne, ready to rock and roll. His name is the astrologist. How good to have him back at the races? Yeah, no, it is, mate. It's uh, really, really exciting to have him back and. Um, we've, we've cuddled him since he got back from overseas. Um, he's he's had a, uh, a foot abscess he got sort of once he got back and um, it sort of just played up a bit here and there. And so we've just sort of looked after him, set him down the beach. Um, so it's been sort of a, a, a long time coming to get him back, but um, he's back today and a bit of soft ground uh, won't, won't hurt him either. And yeah, it's exciting to have him back. So um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. How, 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 just talk to us about now. I know a couple of the boys who have got a tiny little share in the horse. I've followed him closer than, I guess, the ordinary horse all the way through his career, but he's, he's really, he's really developed and, and matured. And, and to be able to, I guess, there was a point in time where, you know, traveling him overseas would have been the furthest thing from your mind, but he's just a horse who's kept getting better and better and, and maturing and more consistent. He's, he's, he's taken you guys on a, on a pretty amazing ride. Yeah, he has taken us on an amazing ride, and um, yeah, as you say, Josh, he uh, he was one of those horses. He was always a big gangly sort of kid that didn't really know what he was doing. Um, even when he was winning down the straight early days, he was, he didn't know what he was doing. You could see he was a bit all over the shop, and um, yeah, and then now he's just matured. Um, he's nice and sound. I think there's still plenty of racing in his legs, and we we have looked after him like he he didn't race much as a three year old, and. Um, he sort of hit, hit his hit his straps as a four year old. That was when he started going through his grades, and um, he's just such an honest horse as well. Um, so I would say today he'll give us a, a, a nice run again. Um, whether he can win first up, I don't know. Eleven um, hundred's probably a bit sharp for him, um, but geez, I'd love to get him back out over fourteen hundred again. Um, that seems to be his distance as well. Like even when he won the Gold Rush. Um, he just, yeah, he, he just loves that 1,400-metre race. So um, hopefully we can get him maybe to a CFO or one of those races would be nice. So, I was, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah sorry, a good stepping stone today, though. Yeah, definitely. I was going to ask what his, what his target might be. Just take us back to take us back to those international gallops. You went to Dubai uh, and, he, and he ran a mighty fine race. He ran a better race than that. In fact, running second, it was an incredible uh, performance from him who's only just beaten in that race and then the three runs uh, in, in in Europe just take us back to, to, to the experience of being able to, to go over there and, and, and watch him race live Yeah Dubai was um, it, it was an unbelievable experience um, we actually had another runner over there as well and a fair few owners come over for both horses and 
the way the Dubai Racing Club looked after us was just uh, it was it was quite unbelievable to be honest. And a lot of owners still to this day we all speak about it and, and say what an experience that was. And and then when the the big fella sort of seen him start uh, lengthening out and uh, he sort of hit the front there nearly um, and we sort of got a bit excited and I remember we were in the mountain yard area and I think I started running down as if, as if I was in the race as well trying to ride him home and we, we all sort of turned around and gone did, did he win that or is he ran second like we didn't know and we are all in a bit of shock that he had actually gone over there uh, settled in in two weeks and, and done what he did down the straight there it was it was an amazing feeling and yeah, it was amazing to be part of that whole Dubai World Cup night and um, we were just so proud of the horse on what he could do and then to get an invite to Royal Ascot was uh, just something you wouldn't dream of sort of thing so um, we couldn't refuse that offer and um, that was amazing as well like just to to have a horse yeah, running on the big stage over there and, and, and running such a gallant race like he, he's finished fifth um, I think there's 20-odd horses in the race. And at the 200, he sort of gave everyone a bit of a, a feel as if he might have kicked and, and been hard to catch. But, um, I mean, Damien Lane come back on him and he just said, oh, this is this is a, just an honest horse who just always puts in his best. And he said, unfortunately, that day, nothing carried him into the race. And um, obviously, he was a sort of a sitting duck at the 200. But... Uh, yeah, he just has taken us on an amazing journey, and those two race meets was just crazy to to think that you had your horse well invited to both of them was was a was an honour. Is that what is that what um, what you love most about him? He is a, he's a very very honest horse. He, you know, even in in the the big sprint races where he's where he's run really well and and been placed, he he's one of those horses that you think. You know, even when you think he's under pressure, you're still thinking, "Geez, we're a very good chance of either winning or, or placing in this race." He he must be he must be. Uh, you know, you you can you can be really honest with owners, and you can be really upfront and 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 have confidence and say, "Well, look, w- we hope we win, but we're we're definitely going to have a horse who's going to run a really good race for us." Yeah, that's right, and it's, it's always a good feeling when you can you can say, "Oh, well, I reckon at the two hundred he'd be in front," um, and and that's pretty much. A lot of his races, that's him. Like he's he's in the front, he's in front around the 200 sort of thing, or or in the first few. Um, and, and I think today he probably will be sitting back a touch, but um, he might sort of get one one or, or uh, one out two back. But um, once again, I reckon he'll he'll give us he'll give a sight there today. Um, it's probably uh, in the way of ratings, it's the sort of lowest race he's been in for a while because um, most of them, most horses that he's running against are 110 Raiders and um, yeah, even last year and I think it was or the year before the Dali sprint um, like it was just full of superstars and he ended up uh, with a blanket over the top of him I think from first to sixth it was 0.8 of a length and he was he was sixth um, but the, the group of horses that he was there with was just crazy. It was Nature Strip, I think Marzu. Um, uh, yeah, there was there was just a list of them. I think I wish wish I win was there as well. Um, so yeah, he, he's just an honest horse that uh, yeah he'd love to have a stable full of.
Yeah, you most definitely would. But uh, he's back at the races, Big Astro. Uh, good luck with him today. Hopefully uh, he runs a, a mighty race. He always does. So hopefully he can again today and then he can start to plot a course towards a more uh, Group 1 glory with him. Yep. Uh, Nathan, thanks for your time. Good luck with uh, the other runners that you've got uh, today and over the coming days. And we appreciate your time here on Giddy Up. Yeah, good on you, Josh. Thank you. There's uh, Nathan Bennett from Bennett Racing. They do great things in the game. They've got horses with uh, a wide-ranging uh, uh, group of trainers, and uh, you'll always see those silks running across the line uh, in first place. So good luck to the astrologist and all connections today at Caulfield. Time for a break, and on the other side, we're going to go to the next big thing, and it's a uh, young man who's come out from, from Europe, and he is riding Winner after winner after winner. That's next here on Giddy Up. Welcome back to Giddy Up. It is a Boxing Day. We've got racing all over the countryside today, even across there in New Zealand. Three meetings. Uh, across the Tasman Forest. But uh, uh, I've brought in uh, Paul Sebastiani, who's uh, just been powering away on uh, Christmas night, getting the show ready. So I appreciate uh, him for doing so. But, uh, Paul, uh, thanks for for jumping on. Uh, We want to have a talk or have a chat about the next big thing. And it's a young man who has arrived seemingly out of the blue from Letterkenny in Ireland. He's a 20-year-old young gun, Dylan Brown McMonigle, and uh, he has arrived with emphasis. Has he ever? Now, I reckon he might be uh, bashing down a few McCrispies, uh, Josh. The new McCrispie, <laughs> it's the next big thing, of course, for Maccas. Uh, this young man, Dylan Brown McMonigle, I've got some stats for you here and for the listeners at Giddy Up. Now, he's had 32 starts in the country for seven wins, uh, eight second placings and six third placings. So... He's going to get a strike rate of 21.9% and his ROI is 91%. Now, he's got a couple of rides at Caulfield today. Uh, he's got the favourite uh, in race number two running on time. He's got a $6 elect in race three, Bubbly Lass. He's got a $4.20 elect in Lording in the fourth. Uh, we know Tim Bailey had a little each-way tip around for Mankayan at uh, the 15 bucks. He's on that horse as well. He's on Generation, who's a bit of a perennial. Now, I reckon, Josh, if... He can get generation up into the winner's stall today. Uh, I reckon there might be a statue of him at Caulfield. Well, there'll need to be two statues now because uh, just some news that's come through from uh, the RV stewards. And you mentioned he might have been punching in a few uh, Mick Crispies. Maybe he actually has because he's he's now been replaced on generation by Dean Yendel. So it it reads here by the RV stewards... um, Number th- race seven, number three, generation. Dean Yendel replaces Dylan Brown. McMonigle can't cannot make the weight, so you may actually be you may actually be spot on the money that he's been punching in too many McCrispies. Either that or on the way, I reckon he might have had some barista made ice colds drive through for your your ice coffee favourites at McCafe. How's that for a plug, JJ? Unbelievable. Yeah, and you, I, I thought you I thought, geez, he's he's let in beautifully here, but uh but it was it was completely coincidental and uh it was uh yeah, so Dean Yendel, uh, for those 
uh, punters who are keen on generation. Race 7, number 3 at Caulfield today. Dean Yendall replaces D. Brown McMonigal. So he's been riding plenty of winners, but he won't be riding mm. generation today. So take note of that okay. one, uh, punters. But he he certainly has... I've given him a look. He's... he's He's uh, racing's uh, version of Justin Bieber. He's got a little bit of Justin Bieber about him. He's got the bl- the the brown hair that sort of just flows all over the place. He's a good-looking young man. So uh, he is he is he is absolutely flying here in Australia. He is. I'll tell you what. Did you see that ride of his uh, on Saturday at uh, Mooney Valley on Kettle Hill? I did. Yeah, oh. that was that was a fearless ride. Mate. It was a. It was the ride of a good jockey. It was. Fair dinkum. That horse, I, I had it penned down as a herd animal, and uh, he's just come <laughs> out and ridden it like you wouldn't believe. It's an incredible ride, especially to ride them that tight and to pierce a gap like that at Mooney Valley uh, takes incredible cojones. So well done to him. He's uh, he's not shied away from the task since arriving here. So uh, I think he's going to be a punter's pal if he can continue to punch through gaps um, the way he has been. So, um, you know what I reckon we do, Josh, as well? Just to, now, we haven't mentioned it yet, but you and I were chinwagging about this last night before we came on air. Mate, Weary and Waller, what's what's going on here? I reckon this could fire up the text line, sir. Yeah, well, if you've, if you, if you've across the conversation, make sure you send us a text, 0499 736 736. Chris Waller was, was, um, was interviewed and he, he spoke about, I guess Darren Wearson, I'll read some of the quotes from the story. Uh, it's come through via RaceNet. Now, yep. some of the quotes about Darren Weir, you know, needing to, to come out and explain himself and, 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 and explain to the public, you know, what went on. Now, I guess it comes from a, an interesting place because Chris Waller sends horses to Darren Weir uh, to to pre-train to to mm-hmm. sort of jog them up and and pre-train them as young horses. So there's a professional uh, relationship there as well already. So I guess Chris feels you know like he can say that. And also Chris is the the number one trainer in the in the country. So he's he's you know he speaks from a place um, a, a place high up on the pedestal where he can he can speak his mind. But yeah, it was an interesting set of comments that I was reading on on Christmas night. That's for sure. What did you make of it? You know what? I reckon there's going to be two schools of thoughts, Josh, because you've got people who love Weary and say that, look, he's made a mistake. It's it's one mistake. You can't punish him for his whole career because of it. But I mean, look, I think people are going to say, you know, he had a few prize as well. I think a lot of trainers, mm. oh, I say a lot of trainers, you know, it's, it's not a rule of thumb or anything like that. But, you know, tr- trainers have been done for all sorts of things in the past and have come back. Paul Prushka was the same. He got done for four years with a jigger and... He came back and, you know, he came back with Surprise Baby and everyone's forgiven him and moved on from that. So then there's the school of thought that would say, no, we don't want him in the racing industry ever again. So it's going to be the debate and way up between the two, Josh. How it all plays out, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. So Bruce Clark was the the racing journalist who, who got the story. So well done to him. Um, some of the quotes, just quickly, he, he had an addiction. He... Darren Weir, these are Chris Wallace's words. He had an addiction to winning races, but he didn't need to do what he did. And one day, I hope he comes out and explains that. Uh, there probably isn't anybody in racing who doesn't know things like that were going on and had been going on. So some pretty strong comments from from Chris Waller. But, um, yeah, it'd be a fascinating story to follow. Uh, Paul, we've got to get a break yep. out of the road because we're fast approaching uh, 10 o'clock. But, yeah, plenty happening in the world of racing, particularly when it comes to the, our next big thing, Dylan Brown-McMonagall. Indeed, mate. We'll uh, we'll speak during bag of tips, mate. Looking forward to it. 
Beautiful. There's uh, Paul Sebastiani. We'll hear him in the second hour. Time for a quick break here on Getty Up. Welcome back to Getty Up. Fast approaching the 10 o'clock news. Just recapping uh, the first hour, Mick Gannon's uh, preview of Melbourne and Sydney. He's keen on a couple of runners in Melbourne. Uh, Explosive thinker, race three, number four, and race five, number 13, Mrs. Chrissy. And in Sydney, race three, number five, not so common, race four, number two, Celestial Spirit at a big price, and race eight, number 17, Spring Lee. We'll be back with Bag of Tips. Welcome back to Getty Up. Josh Jenkins filling in for the big dog, Gareth Hall, who's taking a well-earned uh, rest, a little break. He'll be back in early January. So uh, Josh Jenkins filling in for the next couple of weeks. It's a big day of racing, as we mentioned in the first hour. We've got Caulfield. We've got Ramwick. We've got racing all over the countryside. We've got plenty of good racing in New Zealand. We'll cross the Tasman and speak to Butch Castles in a moment. But... Uh, let's get stuck into our bag of tips. All four Oz Equipment Rentals. Look them up at ozequipment.com. Oz Equipment Rentals supplying equipment to the construction, mining, and roadworks industries. Ozequipment.com. Let's get stuck in. Mitchie Lewis has jumped on the line. He's been in ripping form. Let's hope that can continue on this Boxing Day. Good morning, Mitchie. Oh, Mitch has just dropped off. We'll uh, get him back. Up on the line in a moment or two. We uh, love technology. It is beautiful most of the time, and it is painful uh, on occasion. Just uh, going back over those tips, if you've just joined, if you've just joined us, I think we've got Mitchie on the line. Uh, he's ready to rock and roll. Uh, Mitch, uh, we've got Butch, not Mitch. We've got Butch. All right, let's get stuck into some Kiwi racing over the ditches. Good racing, very very good racing over in New Zealand. Butch has been good enough to jump on the line and. Uh, give us a few moments of his time. Butch, good morning. Yeah, g'day, Josh. How are you doing? Your great interest in Pukekohe Park today. Of course, Ellerslie not far away from restarting racing. That'll be on the 14th of January, but Pukekohe Park will see Boxing Day and New Year's Day this year. And plenty of interest from your side of the Tasman with Blake Shin across to ride, in particular Molly Bloom in the Hallmark Stud 8 Carat Classic, the Group 2 for the Phillies. She was super impressive in winning the... Uh, thousand guineas at her last start a little bit of a freshen up the mile today and i know blake committed to uh, coming back to ride her in the uh, 1.5 million dollar tab caraca millions classic so real interest uh, at kukakoe park today yeah absolutely uh it's a fantastic car of racing you mentioned the eight carat classic but also the the uh the, the race eight the zabil classic uh is uh is a good race we've got agon who who was a fantastic flashing uh, run at its most recent performance. Campionessa was a really good winner, strung a couple together for Opie Boston and, and Tiako as well. So uh, very, very good racing across the board for you guys. Yeah, it is race nine, the feature of the group one, the Cambridge Stud, uh, Zabiel Classic. And of course, uh, Chris Waller brings no compromise back across the Tasman. Started off life with Bill Thurlow down there in Waverley, best known to your listeners as the home of Kiwi, but no compromise, uh, good enough to win at the highest level out of the Wallace stable. Comes back across races and Chris's name today, then rejoins Bill Thurlow with a view to some of the features in New Zealand upcoming. Be a really 
good race. I've had a little bit of rain. Pukekohe's come up a soft seven. Not sure that'll worry uh, any of the three we've mentioned, Campionessa, Aegon, or No Compromise. If anything, probably plays into No Compromise's hands, and I think it's 13s into eights with our TAB. So certainly plenty of interest in the uh, X. Uh, uh, Australian, or he will be ex-Australian after today's run. My best two, though, on the card. Race two, number eight, Dazzled. Look, she's uh, living up to her name. She won her first start this prep uh, amazingly well. Should have won her next one and then just brained them at her last start. Does step up in class, but she looks to me like she's got all the ability in the world to do that. So race two, number eight, Dazzled. And we'll wait to the last. Owen Patrick Blossom to let us leave Pukekohe with a pocket full. He rides number eight, Francie. Uh, look, it's been the medium of some really strong support. Have to say, it's not a very strong race uh, for uh, 80,000 for these sort of one-win type horses. So, uh, look, Francie uh, stands out, head and shoulders above them. Uh, should be able to get the gun ride uh, from OP. Only 10 left in it after scratchings, and I thought that's the way to finish the day. So the best two, race two, number eight, Dazzled, and race ten, number eight, again, Francie. Ah, love your work, Butch. Uh, there'll be plenty of Australian interest in your racing over the coming days, particularly today, but over the coming uh, weeks and uh, and months ahead, it's uh, shaping up to be absolutely beautiful, particularly as we move back toward the resumption of racing at Ellerslie. So uh, thanks for your time and good luck with those best bets today. Good on you, Josh. There's Butch Castles. Thanks to uh, from New Zealand Racing. Uh, race two, number eight, Dazzled. And race 10, number eight, Francie at Pukekohe today. And there's some big time racing at Pukekohe today, so make sure you are having a look at that. Mitchie Lewis is back with us. Uh, a few issues on our end, not on his end. They never are on his end, but he's been good enough to jump on the line and uh, give us a few minutes of his time. Mitchie, good morning. Morning, JJ. Yeah, the tech just needs a little bit of a shake-up the day after Christmas, doesn't it, normally? So there you go. Yeah, falling asleep on us, the old uh, the old tech. That's okay, though. That happens. And uh, the important part is we've got you on the line now. Uh, let's start in Melbourne. As, uh, you want to have a look at Melbourne and Adelaide, of course. Let's start at Caulfield. Uh, where would you like to to, uh, to kick us off at Caulfield today? So in race two, we've got one I'm quite keen on. Number seven, running on time for your man, Brown McMonagall, who I think has been mentioned a couple of times this morning. So I thought this horse was really stiff not to win last start at Sandown. Went to take the inside run, and if you have a look at the head-on vision, just had nowhere to go, but it looked like there was a handful of horse there. So I think that run can be forgivable. I like the map a little bit better here today. So in that race, she had speed drawn underneath her, which held her back a little bit. That speed isn't there today. So I think she might be able to find the rails and sit a little bit more forwards this time, which will take that bad luck out of the equation. But based on what she looked like she was going to produce in that last start, I think with clear running here, she should be pretty hard to beat. I like it. Race two, number seven, running on time. Uh, where are we going next? The value player today is going to come up in race seven, the sort of what you'd call the feature, I suppose. Uh, I'm sticking with the SA horse, the visitor, number 12, Sharipa. So this horse, it was a pretty impressive run, I thought, at Caulfield last start running third. I was willing to take him on that day, um, but he did impress me from a wide barrier. I like him drawn here a little bit lower. Um, and now we know it's the shoot start. It's not to do with that, but it's to do with his race map. I think he'll be able to settle a little bit closer from barrier two. Um, based off that last start run, I think he's a really good each way play. And I think some punters agree. He was $10 yesterday. We're getting seven fifty now. Um, but his form this perhaps been quite handy, particularly in SA. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him run a big each way race here. 
Yeah, it's certainly a race of, of interest and the uh, the Adelaide form's been holding up fantastically all through the spring and and uh, and afterward here in Melbourne. So that's race seven, number 12, Sharippa. Have you got one more for us at Caulfield before we uh, jump across the border? Yeah, I think race eight, number nine, Toronto Terrier should get the job done. He's been in pretty handy form this prep and his last start was pretty slick when he won there at Sandown. So I think he's got to step up in grade, but um, the sort of numbers he was running there, I think he'll go pretty close from a good barrier there, Toronto Terrier. Beautiful. There's uh, three for us in Melbourne. Before we get your tips uh, at Morfordville, I was keen to ask uh, the horse that's been, I think, won four in a row. I've been watching him going incredibly well. May we see La Defence in Melbourne over the coming weeks or months? I would imagine so. I would think he'd be pretty close to thinking about that now, La Defence. I don't know what much more he's going to be able to do. So, yeah, he's been going great guns. Um, you're not getting much value for him in Adelaide anymore, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him. And there's another horse who was nominated today in Caulfield but will, isn't going to run, uh, Whacken Jajar for the Stokeses. Uh, just keep an eye on that if it pops back up in Victoria. I think that'll be its next move as well, and it's been going pretty good too. So, like you said, JJ, that SA form's been quite handy this year. It has. It's uh, It's been, if you're a, a South Australian, if you're a crow eater living in Melbourne or following the races in Melbourne, you've been following the, the local horses, uh, you'll be doing well. Let's go to Morfville today where uh, I presume it's uh, the weather's been up, down, round and about over there. Yeah, look, similarly overcast to Caulfield, probably not as wet. So I think they'll be in between that good four and that soft five, but I don't think it'll rain today. So I'm expecting everybody gets their opportunity there. Um, my first best bet's going to be a value play for us, JJ, in race five, and it's number two, Ambello. Now, he's had plenty of chances as Ambello. He's 18-start maiden, but his last two runs have been very, very good. And I think he looks a horse that is eventually going to win a race, and I think he can do it today. The Rising up to the 1,600 metres, the way he finished off the 1,200 last start, I think he can go pretty close. And when they put Jake Toroke in the saddle of some of these horses, he... He can seem to throw him over the line. So if he's close enough, I think he'll be a pretty good chance there to beat the short price favourite. Yeah, I like that. Race five, number two, Ambello, around that $10 quote. So double figures or close enough to it. Uh, where do we go next? Uh, we'll go to race seven. So number three, Pompey Empire. This race has just been shaped a little bit uh, with some deduction. So we've lost a bit of price. I think he's about a right price now. I wouldn't want to go too much lower, but he resumes up here from a spell. Uh, he looks really well placed. His race map's really nice. He's going to jump and lead. It'll put him in a handy position, and the 1,200 metres is right up his alley. So some of the form out of his last prep really stacks up here in this no-metro win race. The only reason I say that he's about as low as you'd want to go is he'll improve second and third up. So I was keen to follow him, but I just think he's going to get the advantages in a suitable race map here today. Beautiful. That is uh, race seven, number three, Pompeii Empire, around that sort of two thirty, two forty mark. Do you think? You think? Well, do you think there's a chance we get better? Oh, uh, he's he's jumped up and down a little bit. Um, look, in all in all honest opinion, I'm going to wait a little bit. I'm just going to watch and see. I'm, so I reckon they might back someone like Roulette Queens. Uh, I think if you see something two forty, two fifty, that'll be about where you get to. I'd say. Yeah, beautiful. I like that, Mitchie. Uh, one more for us. Anything out wide today, or is that uh, the uh, the Caulfield and Morfordville where we're going to home in? Well, I've got one one more at Morfordville, but I've got one in the Neil Cup for anyone who's interested in that Ooh. as well, if you want, to, want me to spin through those. Yes. 
Yes. So race eight, number four, Pointless Praise, another one of the jolly horses here at Morpherville. Uh, impressive winner at the 2200 metres at Balaclava last start. He is going to step up in grade here today, but he just looks like he's going to absolutely gobble up a 2500 metre trip. He, he did it with hands and heels last start. And I've got a few question marks about other horses in the field, whether or not they'll see out that trip. So I think he looks the likely one. You've got a horse like Call Me Vexatious in there who's probably the danger, but I'm not sure that 2500 is his go. So race eight, number four, Pointless Praise, I think gets the job done there. And then I did have a look at Neil. Neil's not too far away from me, so I thought I'd better have a look. And the one I found comes up in the Neil Cup. So race six, number three, Pearl Rain for Patrick Payne. This horse, first up here today, she's won two or four first up, but we're on a heavy track there at Neil, and she's won two out of four there. And I've got question marks around some of the other horses' form on heavy track. So I think Pearl Rain gets her opportunity to kick off her campaign in a cup. Beautiful. Alana Kelly rides for Patrick Payne. That's a nice combo. Not necessarily because they team up a lot, but Alana Kelly, we know the talent that she is in Patrick Payne, particularly horses on those on those soft and heavy decks. Uh, they go quite nicely. So I like that. That's an astute little pickup from you, Mitch Lewis, and uh, we'll follow closely uh, race six, number three, which is the Nil Cup Pearl Rain, and those tips at Melbourne or in Melbourne and at Adelaide. Good luck this afternoon, Mitchy. Hopefully, it's a winning day for you. Thank you, mate. Good luck to you, and I hope you have a good day. Yeah, there's Mitch Lewis. There, he's uh, one of the best in the business. Let's now go to uh, Luke Hovhanesian. I apologise, uh, Lukey boy, but you've got some tips for us. Uh, around the country as well. You've been in ripping form as well, uh, just quietly. Uh, welcome to Getty Up. Morning, Josh. Uh, how are we finding you this Boxing Day? Hopefully the uh, the head's not too sore, not too many uh, drinks on Christmas Day. No, it was all good. It was a pretty quiet one just with family, so hopefully there's a bag of winners today for us. Indeed, indeed. Let's get them, uh, let's get them on the table for our listeners. So let's start at Randwick, shall we? Easy. So we'll go to race two, number 12, Denote. Um, it's a big price for this filly who's proven she's up to this grade. She was solid enough at the Kensington track on preparation debut when she sat worse than midfield and ran on well. Second up, she struck a Canterbury track where she was never a chance and she settled, uh, settled last in a leaders-dominated race. She sets a peak here third up. She draws well in barrier six to land midfield with cover and she gets Zach Lloyd in the saddle. So... The change to the Randwick tracks on a suitor racing pattern perfectly. And with the rail in the true, she should be able to run on really strongly. So I think it's a really good way to kick off the program at each way odds. So, yeah, it should, should be a good, give us a good run for our money. Beautiful race two, number 12, Denote. Uh, that's a nice way to start the day. Uh, where do we go next? Then we'll go to the last on the program, race eight, number 17, Spring Lee. Um, this is a really exciting filly who has stakes grey ridden all over her as she matures. She builds into her frame. Um, she trialled the house down and backed it up with a three-length romp at Kembla Grange first up. She draws beautifully here in barrier three. The flying Rachel King, who's in sensational form, takes the ride, and she can land in a beautiful trading position one or two pairs back. But if she gets a good soft run throughout, I think she'll just steam over the top of them late. Beautiful. There's race eight, number 17, Spring Lee. Do you have one for us at Ballina? Uh, so I had two at Ballina. I've woken up this morning. They've both been scratched, but I do have <laughs> one at Newcastle. Um, so, yeah, we'll jump to Newcastle if that's all good. Yes, go for it. Yep. So we'll go race four, number six, Take Me to Church. So 
the big question with this force is, has it fixed its barrier matters? Um, the Churchill Gelding returned to the after being scratched at the barriers last time he made a trip there. He's trialled well for his return. He gets the booking of Alicia Collett first up, and it shows the Freedmen's really mean business. Um, the long Newcastle truck straight will help his cause, and with any luck from barrier 10, if he manages to slot in somewhere, he'll be in the finish at a big price. So another good each-way play. Beautiful race four, number six, take me to church. Uh, was there one more? No, that, that's all. As I said, I had a few more. Unfortunately, they've all been scratched, so we'll stick with the three plays. Nah, I like that. A couple there at Ramwick and race four, number six, take me to church at Newcastle. Uh, Luke, thanks very much for your time, and we'll speak again shortly. Cheers. Have a good one. There's Luke Hove-Hanesian there with some uh, tips at Ramwick and Newcastle. We've got to get a break out of the way. Chris Nelson will join us on the other side. He's got some uh, winners for us up there in Queensland. Welcome back to Getty Up. Josh Jenkins in the chair all week long as Gareth Hall takes a well-earned rest. Our next guest is uh, someone whose voice is very, very familiar to the SEN track family. He is uh, from Racing Queensland, where the racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. And Queensland is racing today on the sunny coast. But Chris O... Before we uh, get your mail for the sunny coast, a big Saturday of racing uh, at Eagle Farm. A few certainly caught your eye, particularly as we move closer and closer to Magic Millions Day. Yeah, definitely, JJ. Good morning to you and uh, a Merry Christmas to you and uh, all the listeners. Hope you had a great day yesterday. Look, it was a good meeting at Eagle Farm, and I suppose the highlight, uh, because we're heading towards uh, the Magic Millions, uh, was Storm Boy who was uh, victorious in the BJ McLaughlin. Uh, and really, I was hoping on Saturday to get some sort of a... Oh, to make some sort of a decision between Storm Boy and Straight Charge, who won in uh, or won at Ramwick so convincingly. But I don't think I can at this stage. But Storm Boy was good. He did uh, work for the first 400 metres of the race. He sat three wide, no cover, until he got outside the leader at about the 800 metre mark. And and from there, uh, he was just too strong for them. He was just, you know, he's got links on those. He's much better than those. And... Looking at the time form ratings that they uh, put out, racing and sports have got him a couple of points ahead of straight charge. But you know what? I don't know. I still like straight charge. And a lot will come down to where they draw a barrier-wise in the big race, of course. And they're two-year-olds, so uh, they can do all sorts of things. They can be the best horse in the group yep. uh, on one day and not want to participate the next. In terms of the, the, the market overall, 350 Storm Boy, this is for the Magic Millions two-year-old classic. So... About that three dollar fifty quote, Storm Boy straight charge at the same price. Buy wire at seven, Highness at seven fifty. Is there one? Is there one that's caught your eye that that might be at a bigger price, or 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 are the top horses in the market to your eye starting to separate? I think they are. Look, I, I like the the obvious two at the top. I do like Highness as well. I think that win at um, at Wyong was good. I love the way that that one finished off, and I think there's a lot of upside with Highness. So. Looking forward to seeing Highness before we get to the uh, the Magic Millions two-year-olds. We did have some some other listed racing on the day, and look, Sarastro just keeps on doing his thing. He's just uh, he's unbelievable. This guy, straight to the front. Oh, he had a bit of company there. There was one of Les Rosses that wanted to take him on. Oh no, Master Jamie, it was actually from Graham Green's stable, wanted to take him on. 
He dropped that one on the home turn. He just cruised away, and then uh, I thought Spacewalk might be a chance to uh, to run past or at least challenge, but didn't in the straight. So Astro was too strong, and he'll go off to a race on Magic Millions Day over 1,400 metres. I think that's the Magic Millions Cup, and Tony Gollins got him flying, as as JJ does with Bazique, who was uh, very good winning the, the Class 3 plate race number nine. She's a promising mare, she is now. Uh, she's been around a while, but she's only had uh, seven or so starts, but... The penny starting to drop with her, and she was impressive again on uh, on Saturday. And of course, we saw acquitted win the Burnborough Plate uh, with Jimmy Orman taking a needle eye opening. He's not bad at doing that. He loves taking those gaps sometimes that aren't there, but he got through, and all was okay on the day. Yeah, he was a good uh, winner, acquitted, and I heard uh, Chris Lee speaking in the aftermath, and because the horse had had before that win, Chris O was I think duck eggs from thirteen starts on on good, good ground, yeah. but. Yeah, he'd said, Chris Lees had said, you know, the, the penny had kind of dropped, that it had shifted a little bit in the runs on, on good ground. The most recent runs have been good. So that does that is uh, one reason as to why you should listen to trainers and, and the way that they, uh, you know, talk about and decipher uh, form rather than just purely going off numbers on a page. So uh, acquitted yep. was a good performance. Stormboy uh, was was an obvious one, and I thought Zarastro. I know you were really keen on the on the horse. It was a it was a great performance for Angela Jones and Tony Gollum. We've got uh, the Sunny Coast today. I think you're keen on just the one horse there, but uh, uh, let us in on the secret, Chris O. Well, it's pretty obvious, but uh, I think this will be winning race two, horse number one, Hollywood North, who was scratched from Eagle Farm in the last race on Saturday. It looked uh, quite well placed there at a better price. Uh, he's got the big weight today, but look, he loves the uh, heavy ground. And that's what we've got. We've had these storms just come out of nowhere mm. the last few days, whether it be nighttime, daytime, whatever. And we could get more of them this afternoon. We're on a heavy eight, but anything could happen. That's just like yesterday was a beautiful, warm, sunny day. And then overnight, as you might have seen on the news, and late in the afternoon, things really did uh, take a turn for the worse. So Hollywood North, up in distance. The first up run at Eagle Farm behind Sailor's Secret was a good one. Uh, he looks too good for these. So he's the one we'll hang our hat on today. Race two, number one, Hollywood North. We love it, Chris O. Uh, we'll follow Hollywood North with interest today. Sunny Coast race two, number one. And we just continue to get more and more excited as we build closer to that big Magic Millions carnival. So, uh, Chris O, have a good day. Have a good boxing day. Take it easy. And we'll speak to you again shortly on Getty Up. Look forward to it, JJ. Have a good day yourself and to all the listeners. Yes, there's the great Chris Nelson. Thanks to Racing Queensland. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. And Queensland is racing weather permitting. It's been wild up there in the southeast of the state. But uh, weather permitting, we'll be getting it done at the sunny coast today. So uh, there's Chris Nelson with his selection, race two, number one on the sunny coast, Hollywood North. Paul Sebastiani's jumped back in the studio. We're going to have a look at uh, some more uh, Caulfield races and some best bets and hopefully a little bit of a quaddy as well, Paul. It's uh, It's been thick and fast. Gareth all does yes. a good job keeping up with all these tips, but uh, <laughs> that's, why we get our, that's why we get our form analysts on because they're the best in the business. They've run their eyes over every race in the country. Uh, we're going to go back to Caulfield where... Uh, you're liking uh, liking a couple there. I am indeed, yeah. And, of course, it's uh, all brought to you by Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand. What's gambling really costing you for free and confidential support? Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Uh, best bet of the day, JJ. Uh, now, yes. there's a horse going around in race number six. She resumed like a bomb 
off a bit of a long spell. Love the way she hit the line uh, with her first up run behind some. Okay, types, Revolutionary Miss and Thalassophile. They're not absolute world beaters, but they're, they're breadwinners for, for those stables. And Zella, uh, $2.90 with our friends at Bet365. Uh, race 6, number 6, Jamie Carr, Kieran Mann, Dave Eustace combined. Uh, I've done the speed map. I've had a look at how the race is going to pan out. I think Keats will roll towards the front uh, with the Jake Stevens horse and Francais. So I think those two will roll to the lead. And set a decent clip. And I think Jamie Carr from that gate can just slide across and maybe settle a pair or two back with a bit of cover and hopefully be too good for them. Uh, and then we rewind back a little bit through the Caulfield card and we end up at race three, Explosive Thinker. Uh, so race three, number four at Caulfield, uh, had the the ultimate gear change. Uh, Josh, you had the two stones ah. removed. And yes. has uh, returned a better horse. And Mick Mick Gannon and I Mick Gannon and I had a good laugh about this last night. I reckon um, I reckon if most people had the uh, the gelding operation, I reckon everyone would improve about ten to twenty lengths. So uh, this horse has improved a few lengths, and I think the step up to fourteen hundred meters is ideal. Uh, the wettish track, I don't think, will be too much of a concern. It should settle up on the speed and be very very hard to beat. And I think the one to keep an eye on. I'm not going to back it yet. It's $3.40 with bet 365, but race one, number one, bold soul. Just keep an eye on this. If it gets out to four bucks, uh, it'll be worth a play, but it's definitely a staying type for the future. Race one, number one, bold soul for Billy Egan and Patrick Payne. We know when this stable combine, um, invariably do they go well. So um, those are my plays. I'll reiterate those. Race six, number six, Senzala, my absolute best bet of the day. Uh, then we rewind to race three, number four, Explosive Thinker. And if we can get four bucks with our friends at Bet365 about race one, number one, Bold Soul, I'd be having a wager there. So uh, not a bad day, but I know Christmas Day, is a, it's a nightmare for punters, JJ, because we don't get any racing, but it just picks straight back up, doesn't it? It does, yeah, it does. I was going to ask you, uh, and our listeners, 0499 736 736, we've seen the NBL played a doubleheader, uh, yesterday, yes, uh, and it, it was well attended. It wasn't full, but it was well attended. I, I imagine there were plenty of eyeballs on. Do you do you think do you think racing tries to dip its toe Ooh. onto and into Christmas Day? Do you think they go down that path Ooh. at some point? Because we see there's NFL, there's NBA, all happening on Christmas Day over in the states. Mm. Do you think racing will have a little look at it? Well, was there? I don't know if it was an issue, but I know jockeys and and people working in the industry were talking about fatigue. Fatigue was something that came up. I think all throughout 2023. I, look, I'd like to see it. I think it's a big part of sport. And I mean, when, when, look for, for those athletes and jockeys and trainers who want to be part of it by all means. But um, I reckon there'd be nothing better than sitting back at the Christmas lunch table mm. and watching them go around at Caulfield or Flemington or Mooney Valley or Randwick or well, Rose Hill. It's not going to happen in the next, well, for the next five years, right? Cause Rose Hill will be done and dusted soon. But uh, I reckon Christmas day is a great idea to be honest, if they're keen and able and willing and able, why not? Yeah, it'll be fascinating to see. I, I imagine there'd be a there'd be there would definitely be a, a racing uh, there'd be a racetrack who are who are keen to have a look at it. Now, people get up in arms about sport on Christmas Day. My point of view: sport or racing on Christmas Day. If you don't like it, Paulie, don't watch it. That's that's quite. It's you don't you're not being forced to the table to or forced to the lounge room to watch it. So if you don't like it, don't watch it. But yeah, I'd say it's only a matter of time before racing starts yeah. to. 
have a look at Christmas Day. So uh, there's a few tips from you at Thank Caulfield. You. We're looking forward to uh, looking forward to following those. It's going to be a good day of, of racing. Make no mistake about it. It is. Uh, just before I go, I've got a quaddy, which I cannot forget to yes, reel come out on. the quaddy, yep. JJ. We've got it. Look, I, I usually go... If I like a favourite, I just take it one out. So I've gone sort of, I've gone a little bit wideish in the third leg, but I've got two horses, one out. So I've gone uh, first leg at Caulfield. This is all at Caulfield, the main quaddy. Uh, so race five, leg one, I've gone 13, 14, 16. Uh, second leg, I've taken my best bet, race six, number six. Uh, third leg, we're going to go two, three, four, eight, and 12. And I'm going to take Toronto Terrier one out because I know Mickey Gannon and Mitch Lewis were pretty keen on it. So uh, we'll take that one out. So you get, what's that, three by five. 15 bucks will get you 100%, mate. So not a massive outlay and we get the full quaddy. We love it. Yeah, it's uh, it's a beautiful way to play a quaddy. Just nice and cheap. Yep. You get to follow along. Hopefully we can survive that first leg and that one outie and uh, make it all the way through and uh, have Toronto Terrier running for a result, Paulie. Uh, thanks for... Uh, those tips at Caulfield and that beautiful, uh, beautiful quality. We better get to a break before uh, we get Mitch Abayer on the line because it's Sale Cup Day in the Greyhound. So um, more on the other side of Giddy Up, where Mitch Abayer is going to preview the big Sale Cup meeting. Welcome back to Giddy Up. We're fast approaching. 11 a.m. Uh, we're going to have a chat to Mitch Abaya, uh momentarily to talk about the big sale cup. It's uh, always a big day at sale in the Greyhound world, particularly on uh, Boxing Day. So uh, we're looking forward to speaking to Mitchy uh, about that. There's been a heap of tips coming through with our bag of tips. Of course, they're all brought to you by Oz Equipment Rentals. Look them up at oz.com. OzEquipment.com, I should say. Oz Equipment Rental supplying equipment to the construction, mining, and roadworks industries. OzEquipment.com. Uh, there's been plenty of uh, mail coming through. Mick Gannon was keen on a few. At Caulfield, Explosive Thinker in race three. Mrs. Chrissy in race five. A couple at Randwick as well. Not so common in race three. Horse number five. Race four, number two. Celestial Spirit was his uh, each-way play. And... Uh, race eight, number 17. Spring Lee is a horse that uh, a couple of our analysts were keen on. I know that uh, I know that uh, Luke uh, Hofenessian was also keen on Spring Lee, race eight, number 17. So there's a good push. Paul Sebastiani's jumped back in the studio. Mitch Bay has just uh, held up at the moment. So has got uh, Mitch's mail for sale tonight. Uh, Paul, what has Mitchy got for us? Well, he reckons, and we were having a chat just before, uh, that you might need flippers first time because they oh. it, it, they copped about 60 mils uh, overnight over their neck of the woods. So the meeting uh, is apparently in doubt, they were saying. Oh, no, so I don't know if that, yeah, I don't know if that's going to go ahead. So they're going to wait. Obviously, they'll check the track a lot closer to, to race uh, to race time. So the first race at sale uh, will run tonight at 6.33 p.m. our time here in Melbourne. So um, I'll be covering the meeting tonight here on SEN Track with Todd Gray. So I've done a heap of the form for it. But I know Mitch was keen on uh, when we were doing uh, – we did sale Sundays yesterday. He was very keen on the one and the two in the sale cup untapped and get ready, Dora. He said that they're just given the, the, the speed that they have and the way the race should pan out, that they were the best drawn dogs. Uh, 
so untapped and get ready Dora, he was pretty keen with on his end. So um, if we can get him in, hopefully we can get um, his in-depth analysis of it. But um, I, I was one and eight here, uh, Josh. I had I had the eight on top stomping. Um, has been building up to these nice 640-meter runs. And when, when I do my form, Josh, regardless of whether it's thoroughbred, greyhounds, or harness racing, I'm big on, and it's and you would know, it's like like any athlete, you need conditioning runs, mate. You mm-hmm. have to have conditioning over certain distances, over certain tracks, um, because they are athletes at the end of the day. And Stomping has had these two beautiful 640-meter platforms at sale uh, where he's run to the front and just been run down the last 20 meters. So I think those two runs, if you look at the times, he's steadily improved as he's run over this distance. So he ran a 37.15 um, on the 3rd of December over the 6.40 at sale, then improved that time to 36.63 over the 6.40 at sale in the heats of this sale cup last start. So if he can improve on that time and run anywhere near that 36.50 mark, um, deserves to be favoured. And I think if it can cross, very, very hard to beat. So um, eight from one for me in the sale cup. Um, and I know Mitch was keen on the one and two. So... Um, it's going to be a big night tonight, JJ. We'll give it a bit of a plug. Uh, sale Sundays. We usually have it on Sundays, but it's on Tuesdays uh, because of Sale Cup Day. So I'm, I'm looking forward to covering it with uh, a greyhound racing expert, Todd Gray. It's going to be a big night tonight. Yeah, we uh, and we we've got our fingers and toes crossed that uh, that weather permits and yep. and we can we can run each and every uh, race that's on that sale card because yeah, as you said, it's a it's a big night for the. For the Sale uh, Greyhound Club, we we expect it, uh, you know, to be well uh, well attended as well on course. So hopefully the weather yep. is kind. It's a bit tricky. The weather's the common theme. Everyone we've spoken to today, Paul, has, <laughs> has said, you know, it's it's a it's a concern. It's que- it's a query. You know, some tracks are expecting more rain. Some have ha- already had a lot of rain. Um, you know, track patterns are going to be fascinating. Mick Adam was was saying, I guess, without a lot of confidence that. He's happy to back horses that are up and in. So, yep. you know, up close to the speed and close to the rail early. But if if that track does chop up and Tim Bailey was honest and he said, you know, maybe it will chop up and they'll start to come to the fan to the middle of the track. That's the that's the common denominator, unfortunately. The weather hasn't been kind to us across the board and across each and every state, to be frank. Yeah, it's I don't know if it's summer, Josh, or if we're in the midst of an El Nino or something like that because, oh, mate... I've got Italian blood in me, right? But I'm as white as Casper the ghost, mate. I'm waiting for the sun to come out so I can get my olive skin going, mate, down in the south of Italy. I don't know what is going on here in Melbourne, but um, just pray that the weather gods come good in the next couple of weeks, eh? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's it's been uh, it's been strange, but uh, we've just got to deal with the the hand we've been dealt. So uh, we've got racing uh, all across the country with uh, some or a lot of tracks are in that soft range. Uh, there are a couple that are in a heavy range. The sunny coast is on a heavy eight at the moment. So uh, it's tread warily. It's it's uh, be uh, well and truly aware of uh, the track conditions and the weather conditions as well. Uh, I've uh, done a little bit of uh, digging in the harness world. Of course, Darren Carroll's Ooh. just having a well-earned well earned rest. There's yes. the biggest race the biggest race of the day when it comes to, to harness racing, uh, Paul, is, is in Bathurst. It's actually the Shirley Turnbull Memorial. So... Some pretty good horses going around over the the staying trip of 2,790 metres. Mac Da Vinci's come up favourite here at $3, but he's got to overcome a pretty ordinary barrier draw. Balraj 
has, has raced in some good races. He's a $4 chance. See your art for Jason Grimson. But I'm going to go with Typo, a former Kiwi here. Uh, horse number 11. So this is Bathurst in the harness. Race 5, number 11, Typo. A last start winner. He's a $9, $10 chance. So you're getting around that each way uh, price, that double figure price. He won the Brian Hancock free-for-all at Menangle at his most recent performance. Now, that was over the shorter trip, but if he can sit back, do no work for Brad Hewitt, I think he can be a nice each-way chance there in the Shirley Turnbull Memorial. That's race five, number 11, Typo, who's a former uh, former Kiwi. I like I said, a, uh, getting, getting around $10 I'll, for that. I like a left-of-field harness tip. <laughs> yes, well, that goes, like. goes round at uh, about 20 minutes or quarter past eight this evening. They're also racing at Geelong, a big... Uh, 10 race card at Geelong in the trots as well. Uh, Bathurst got their big Shirley Turnbull meeting as well. So nine races there at Bathurst. But it's a nice big day of racing all over the place. Uh, I think we'll probably be able to wrap it all up. I don't think Mitch Bay, he must be, um, he must be, he must have hovering. a sore head. He's hovering. Uh, I reckon, you know what? He's, he's going to be hovering on the line. We've got, we've got another two breaks to get to. I reckon we punch it out the way and we'll get him in for, about a minute and a half. I reckon he can just punch out his tips as quick as lightning, eh? I like it. Let's do that. He'll be locked into the NBA knowing Mitch Abari. He loves the NBA on <laughs> Christmas Day over there in the state. So let's get to a break here on Giddy Up, and we'll be back on the other side with plenty more. Welcome back to Giddy Up. Josh Jenkins in the chair for Gareth Hall. Mitch Abari has jumped on the line. It is hopefully, well, it is Sale Cup Day. But hopefully the weather is kind to us and we can get those those races run and won. Mitchie, uh, you've got about 60 seconds on the clock. Go, my son. JJ, yeah, 65 mils of rain overnight uh, has the state in, uh, or the state of the track in a bit of disarray, but hopefully gets up in the nick of time. But uh, in the big one, we're with the one untapped small play. Uh, it is your favourite. Um, but the big bet was last week when we gave this thing out at uh, $81 in the all-ins Get Ready Dora. It's around $6. That is number two. So each way in uh, the main race for Get Ready Dora. Then uh, I have got one in race number uh, five on the card. I think uh, Hovland at around 380 will be awfully hard to beat for Anthony as a party. And I've also got two for you at Horsham. So race five. Number two, rumour has it at $34 and $5 a place. Place heavy there. It'll get a nice run up the rails. And then race six, number one, Xylus Fail each way. Beautiful, Mitchie. We love that. Thanks for your time. Go and enjoy that NBA. Anytime, boys. Yes, we'll do. There's uh, Mitch Abaya. So there's his tips. Uh, untapped in the Sale Cup. Hovland as well in race number five. Then Horsham, a big price. Race five, number two at around $34 and race six, Number one there are your tips from uh, Mighty Mitch Abayer. And that's, I'll tell you what, there is. That's our bag of tips for the day. It's a full bag as well. And hopefully uh, come the end of the day, as I said off the top, plenty of presents for the kids yesterday. Hopefully plenty of presents for the big kids today uh, at the races across the countryside. We've got Caulfield, Randwick, Morfittville. We go all over the place today. The sunny coast where it's nice and heavy on the back of some storms and then some really good uh, group racing over there at Pukekohe Park with uh, with a handful of excellent races. Time for a our last break here on Getty Up. Time is absolutely flying. And then we'll be back to wrap it all up. Welcome back to Getty Up. Time to wrap up. It's been a fun morning. Your bag of tips is there for you. SEN.com.au. Campbell Brown and Cam Luke to take you through a big day of racing 
all over the country. We'll see you tomorrow.